0: podcasters it's on the shelf the podcast that celebrates all of the young adult novels that we love on our shelves presented by the teen advisory board of nc raleigh's Quail Ridge books the home for all of your literary needs hello everyone yay welcome to on the shelf we're back with another episode we're super excited to be recording our last episode of july It's crazy. We are almost 250 episodes. I was just looking at like how many episodes. I think this is like our 42nd, 43rd episode, which is kind of crazy. So we're excited to be back with another episode. This is actually my last episode. I am very sad to be leaving the podcast. Um, It's just been such a fun time starting it and hosting and meeting everyone on the podcast and just bringing episodes to you guys listening. And yes, I've just really enjoyed it. So thank you all for that. But this will be my last episode because I'm graduating. But for today's episode, we are going, our theme for today is we're going to do a discussion on our opinions on like different forms of writing. So like what we think about fan fiction and audiobooks and collections of poetry or essays or just novels in general just kind of what our thoughts are on just a bunch of different types of writing. So with that said, we are going to start off like we always do with our on our shelf segment, where we tell you guys the books we're reading or have just read and whether we liked them, whether we didn't like them, just our thoughts. So I will give that to the first tab member to share their
1: pick. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Caitlin. Um, this week, I told myself I wasn't going to do this, but I did it anyway. Um, I had started my school reading and then I wandered into Quill Ridge and I picked up a copy of The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, but it was fantastic and such a good like teaching story. Also, I think I watched the movie when I was really little Um, But getting to read the book was such a good experience because it's so good teaching about like the impact of words and like the negative and positive impact. Um, But I loved it. I read it and I cried and I loved it.
2: (laughs) Um, Hi, it's Caroline and I am currently reading A Gathering of Shadows, which is the third book of the Darker Shade of Magic series by V.E. Schwab. Which I believe is technically adult fantasy, but I think for violence, like not for, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. I have been very busy, so I have not been reading like as much as I would like to be, but I am enjoying it.
3: Um. Hello, I'm Honora. So. I was at camp for a month and I was like, oh, I'm going to do so much reading while I'm there and then I didn't. So, um I'm currently reading 1984 for one of my APs and it's like it's weird. I'm I'm kind of into it. It's like weird though. But um and then in not for school reading, um like 10 minutes before this started, I finished reading um a book called called Squad by Maggie Takudahal and an illustrated by Lisa Sterl and basically I don't know it was really cool I got an arc of it from Quell Ridge and it's a graphic novel and basically it's like kind of like classic high school drama stuff with like the mean girls and the it crowd and the main character gets invited to join them it turns out they're like werewolves so I don't I don't know it's like it's, I didn't think I would like it, but it's actually really, really good. The art is amazing. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> Hi, it's Drew. And I just recently finished my uh, fantasy book. And I'm currently reading The Ultimate Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which my aunt get- got me at Christmas. So, it's a long past due. I'm only on page, like, 50,
5: but I've been loving it so far, and
4: it's pretty hilarious.
5: I've been meaning to read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for a long time. Um, It seems like it's the kind of humor I would love, but, oh, this is Taylor, by the way. Um, Right now, I'm reading a book called The Nickel Boys by, oh my gosh, now I can't remember the name of the person who wrote it, but he also wrote a book called The Underground Railroad, and both of them have kind of gotten a lot of attention in the last couple years, so I was like, oh, okay, I should probably start reading this person, and I started reading it and it's really, really good. Um, it's based off of a true story of this boys school, um, that was sort of like a detention center, like kind of like juvie, but more like a reform school, um, kind of thing in like, I think it was the 1960s. Yeah. The 1960s. And, um, talking about sort of the true story behind, um, the abuse that was kind of uncovered that the school was, um, responsible for. Um, and then like also kind of from the perspective of race as well, because the main character is black. And so, you know, um, thinking about the segregation and the abuse and the ways that the school, you know, um, created really harmful, um, created a really harmful environment and it's really really good so far. Um I really like his writing style. It was super engaging. And um I think that's all I'm reading right now. Very cool, very cool. Um right now or hey guys I'm Elise
0: and right now I just finished Stay Sweet by honestly I can't I don't know how to pronounce The lady's first name, and that's terrible, but I just don't want to butcher it. So I'm not even going to try. But her last name is Vivian, I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly. But it's like a YA cute summer fluffy romance. It's a reread for me. I think I mentioned it on the podcast like last time I was on but it's just about like a girl and her friends who are running an ice cream stand and the troubles they have when the owner of it dies and they have to like keep it going through the summer. And it's got a little romance in it, which the romance part I'm not a big fan of. I'm just not a big fan of the guy who's like the main love interest in it. I just think he's annoying, but the book as a whole, I love it. It's very good. And I enjoyed rereading it for the summer, but that, I don't know what I'm going to read next. I like started one book and I, I think it's called City of Friends. I think it's an adult fiction, but I'm not sure if I'm going to continue it because, I don't know, it's a little bit boring. So we'll see, we'll see. But that is what I was reading. And with that, we can get straight into our topic for today, which is just our opinion on different styles of writing. And to, so to start us off, I first just wanted to ask, what if you guys like read different styles of writing just to start us off do you like read like fan fiction or graphic novels or or listen to audiobooks or do you mainly just stick to like reading just like novels or if you like to branch out and just kind of see what you guys
4: do I like reading fan fiction of my favorite like series and books and stuff like Percy Jackson other than that, I read audiobooks on, like, car rides because I get really car sick, but other than that, I don't read that many other styles of writing. Um,
3: I don't know. When I was in middle school, mainly, I would only read novels, and that was all I read, and I would read, like, three a week, and it was impressive that I could do that, and then as soon as I got into high school, I just haven't been able to, like, have the mindset of reading a novel it just seems so tedious so I started getting into like graphic novels and stuff um mainly because I'm a big fan of Marvel and then I was like I want to see what this is based on and then that like (laughs) took me down like a rabbit hole um so I do read like comics and graphic novels and stuff mainly also because I feel like it's easier to just like read them because you don't have to imagine what is happening because you literally see it um but I do still read novels I try to read like an array of things but it's pretty much kind of split now and I'll occasionally listen to an audiobook but that's kind of rare but I'll read like anything any type of anything I don't know I'm I'm not that picky just if I can get like into it I'll read it
5: um I think, I don't know. I struggle a little bit with the comics and the graphic novels because um, I guess I I don't really like how few words there are in them, I guess. Like, I kind of prefer to have more story, but I want to get into that more, but I really do a lot of audiobooks. I think that's probably, like, the main medium I do other than just reading because I really... I don't know. It's very soothing to me, especially um, if I find a narrator who's got like a really calming, relaxing voice. So I'll go on walks and listen to audiobooks. And then um, I sometimes do fan fiction. I used to do it more, I think. Um, But I also kind of like the books that authors will write that are sort of fan fictions of older books. You know, like an author will do, okay, like I've I've been meaning to read this one for a while, but the one that's really popular right now is Anna K. Away. It's based on Anna Karenina. So anything like that, but I guess just normal fan fiction that's kind of written by random people. Um, it, sometimes it's harder for me to get into because the voice is so different from the actual author's voice, pretty much inevitably, because you're just not going to write the same. So it feels like a different story. So sometimes it's a little bit harder for me to get into it, but yeah.
2: I read primarily novels like by primarily I mean like 99% of what I read will be like a physical book I've been trying to get into like ebooks more because there's a great app called Libby which is like a library app where you can like get ebooks from your library so I like that but I always find myself like not reaching for it and like am less likely to read I guess um and then audiobooks I want to get into just because it seems convenient to listen to something while I'm doing something but the few times I've tried audiobooks I find myself not paying any attention and I'm so confused when I finally do like tune back in because when I'm doing something I like to like listen to something but not pay attention like pay a ton of attention to it. And then fan fiction, I don't know, it does nothing for me. Like if you're into it, that's great. I'm happy for you, but it just like does nothing for me. But I'm a fan of comics. Um, less graphic novels, but comics like I'll pick them up every once in a while and read them. Primarily Marvel stuff, but yeah.
1: Yeah, like, um, same, Caroline. I, like, um, tried to get into Audible so, so much, because I think I got, like, um, some free credits or something, and every time I would listen, I couldn't, I don't know, I guess I couldn't, I couldn't get myself into it the same way, so I have a lot of trouble with audiobooks, but I love the idea of them, so I'm hoping I can start to, like, find some really good ones and enjoy them more, um, with, like, some good narrators and stuff, um, Mm -hmm but yeah I like um I I did get I did get to start getting into um uh graphic novels um (laughs) um they helped me a lot because sometimes like my brain would just be too tired and overwhelmed I'm like oh I can't like get myself like into a book with a lot of words super invested um so just getting to read like a graphic novel I think I wrote Oh, yeah, I actually wrote like watching a show, like getting to read it and experience it and see the pictures. Um, But I think most of what I read now are still novels. I did get to um, kind of like I think what Taylor was saying, um, I did really start to like uh, books that authors would write based on something that weren't just kind of like on like um, just on like fan fiction sites. Um, I think I actually read a book about one of the Star Wars movies that I really really enjoyed, even though I'd already seen the movie. Um, so sometimes like those retellings if they're done right, I can get into those pretty good. But um, yeah, I would still say it's probably still mostly like 70% 80% novels probably.
0: Yes, yeah, I love those retellings. I didn't even think of that as being, like, considered fan fiction, because I don't know if I've ever read, like, a true fan fiction, so I can't really say if I like it or not, because... I can't even think of anything that I've written that would be fan fiction, but I do like those like retellings. I read one that was like on little women. It was called like Beth and Joe. I think it was. I don't know. That was, <laughs> it was such a funny book for some reason. I thought it was so great. Like the mom was like a goat farmer or something. I don't know. I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Um, and yeah, so I don't really listen to fan fiction, but or read fan fiction, but And then audiobooks, I haven't, I don't know when the last time I've listened to an audiobook was. I used to listen to them all the time, like when I was little, like when I was in the car with my family, we would listen to audiobooks or just like, I would be in my room, like listening to audiobooks and doing crafts. That was like the life I loved that, like Judy and Moody and stuff was, was my jam, but I haven't listened to an audiobook in so long. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe I should, who knows, but I guess the different types of writing that I would like, I love like collections of essays and like reading more like nonfiction versus like a novel. I used to read like a ton of just like essays and I still read it every now and then, but there was like one point during the summer last year that I was like hardcore into it, but I don't know. And then I also just like, I don't know if this even counts, but I enjoy like podcasts and stuff sometime like this one. (laughs) And I do also enjoy like movies and that sort of thing too, to get some story if that if that is kind of considered writing. But yeah, it's fun thinking of like all the different types of writing. I just love, I love reading. So it's it's great to think about that. But for my next question, I wanted to just hear your thoughts on how you compare these different types of writing, like when you're reviewing them or just when you're like talking about them. Because I feel like a graphic novel is very different from just like a regular written novel or even like fan fiction is different from a regular novel that you're reading. And so I wanted to know how you guys like compare those in your mind and just like when you're reviewing or talking about them, do you kind of, do you hold them to like a same level or I don't know, how do you kind of go about comparing those when you're reviewing them?
5: Um, That's a really interesting question. When I saw that on the group me chat, I was really excited about that. Um, So audiobooks, I think, I mean, obviously, the story has to be good, too. But I have very specific narrators that I like. I actually made a list um, for any of you that are interested. But um, just people with really soothing voices are just lovely. Like when I was little, um, I had this tape of poetry that Julie Andrews had um, read and that might have been one of the best narrators I've ever heard and then also Maya Angelou is a great narrator anything she's ever narrated is just her voice is amazing but for more uh, recent people um, um, there's this one woman named Imogene Church and she narrates a lot of um, like thriller mystery novels she did like every single novel written by this one author ruth ware that i really like and she does sort of like unreliable narrator kind of work where it's um kind of a psychological thriller sort of thing and she narrated everything um she ever did and she's british so that's that's pretty much qualifies her to just have a cool voice you know any any british person um and I also listened to the audiobook book for, um, um, for Little Fires Everywhere. And the author, uh, the narrator for that, um, Jennifer Lim, was really, really good. So those are some of my suggestions. But I think that I, like, I look for books that are narrated really well. And then also for an audiobook, I kind of want it to be a relaxing read or something that's more like lyrical so that I can sort of doing something else and focusing on it and then um, for sort of essay collection type of things because I actually reviewed one recently I reviewed the Anthropocene reviewed by John Green Um, and I think what I really loved about that was that it was funny and sad and I feel like I like having a big range of emotion in essays so that you kind of are all over the place throughout the collection and also I like when there's sort of one kind of main point and main idea that each essay is talking about but then they use like different metaphors and stories and analogies and whatever to all sort of illustrate the one point point. and I thought that book did a really good job with that and then I think for graphic novels I really just I really focus on the art a lot um, like if it's really busy on the page and I look at it and I'm overwhelmed immediately then that sort of immediately turns me off it, but I do like things with a good bit of color like if it's in black and white I tend to not be as interested in that it just doesn't look as aesthetically pleasing to me um but yeah that's that's kind of my different criteria for the main mediums that we were just talking about
4: yeah
1: like um oh that's so cool thank you. I that list is really good I need to check out some of those narrators because that could actually be what gets me into um into audiobooks finally um but yeah exactly I think like if I were to go for an audiobook um I think it would definitely would be like the narrator would be one of the things that would decide whether I would stay listening to it um because if I don't want to listen to like a certain person's voice I'd be like ah I don't know maybe I could just read the story on my own and not listen to someone else tell it um but yeah and then um You made an awesome point about graphic novels like I think the art the art is typically the first thing I look at just like opening the book um sometimes I'll just take one look and then I'll close it and I'll go you know what that's just not what I (laughs) just not what I wanted to like keep reading um which can be a bummer sometimes there are some stories that um sound so good and then I want to try to start reading them um, and if the art's too busy or too or not like colorful enough, um, then it can get me detached and it would make me so sad. But yeah, I think it's like a lot of like graphic novels would be, I would recommend ones with good art and good story to people, probably. Um, audiobooks, great narrators, um, great storytellers. Um with fan fiction, for the ones that I've read. Um, if I were to recommend them to someone, I would probably, like, look for ones that stay as true to the original author or director's, I guess, like, vision as possible. Um, like, kind of have a good, like, keep the characters kind of like how the author intended them or the director intended them and can still, like, create their own story with them as long as it's still pretty connected. Um, those are the ones I typically enjoy the most, but, um, but yeah, I, th- I think I definitely like recommend them to people based on different things, depending on what kind of media it is.
4: For me, so
2: I, I wouldn't call it a great thing, but I probably like hold novels to like a higher caliber than anything else, just because of personal preference more than anything, just because I will probably always choose, like, um, a physical book over anything else, (laughs) um, when it comes to, like, writing, I guess, um, but, like, like they were saying, for graphic novels, I need it to have, like, an art style that I enjoy, because I'm kind of particular when it comes to, like, how people are drawn, I guess, like, how people stylize um, the way that they draw people, I guess. <laughs> um, so, like, if it doesn't, like, work for me, I probably will not enjoy the story as well as if it's, like, an art style that I find very visually pleasing. Um, and then for audiobook, like, I need a good narrator, I guess. I don't listen to audiobooks, like, ever, <laughs> It's been a long time since I've even, like, picked up any sort of audiobook, but, like, I need to stay engaged with an audiobook, and if I don't like the person's voice, chances are I'm going to tune it out more, which is not good when you're trying to read a story. Um, and then for fan fiction, I, fan fiction can be written well. But there are some out there that aren't, like, all that great. And I guess my mind always goes to, like, that side of fan fiction more than, like, the well-written ones. So I never, like, when I compare the two, I never think of it as, like, a great, like, reading material, I guess. Even though I know that, like, there's fan fiction out there that people love and is really well written and xyz but it's just like not for me
3: um yeah so I kind of don't remember what the question was but based on like what other people have said (laughs) um yeah so I don't know I feel like there is a range for anything. There's like really, really good stuff in any of these categories. And then there's stuff that like isn't great. And depending on what you kind of first read or were exposed to, that kind of um marks your whole perception of the category. Um but yeah, like fan fiction was never my thing. Uh, I mean, I think it's insane how some of the people who write it are like writing it in such a short amount of time and they're writing like hundreds of thousands of words. And then it's just, I respect that. Like, that's really cool. And, but it's just never been something I've gotten into mainly because of like what other people have said, like the voice will be different. And it's just things that like, I can't really wrap my head around. And it's just not what i prefer to read and then um but yeah with novels obviously you know that's kind of the whole reason we all got here to like talk about books is with novels and stuff and um where am i going with this uh but yeah so i will read them and i will recommend them basically i don't um i try to focus on things that i liked about whatever i'm reading than things that i didn't like um So if you look at my Goodreads and you're like, wow, you've rated everything really high. It's just like, I just focus on things that I liked and I'll rate pretty much anything five star, which is bad, but it's fine. Um, but if I'm like really, really passionate about a book, um, I don't know. I read Monday's Not Coming a couple of years ago. I don't remember who wrote it. But anyways, it's like one of the best books I ever read. And I would be like telling everyone about it and stuff. And I was like, you have to read this. So I, yeah, and I'll recommend things that I really enjoyed. And then, um, yes, very nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just try to focus on positives and things but yeah for graphic novels and comics and stuff I'm very very passionate about this because I want to be a writer and at this point in my life I feel like I want to be a comic book writer just because it's really cool and the formatting of it is much much different than like novel writing or regular writing just like the way it's all spaced out and I'm doing like this web comic thing with my best friend and it's like a thing that I, I won't get into but anyways it's just very cool. Um, it's like a different writing style. So, like Caitlin, for example, because you're, <laughs> she was like, oh, uh, I made her go with me to a comic book store and I was like, I will find something that you like based on like, you like these things in novels. I will find something that appeals to you. But yeah. So, and I used to be really, really like kind of critical about art and like which art. I liked, and I'm still that way, but now, um, I try to kind of see past that and focus on the overall story, especially if it's not a style that I super love, but definitely, like, if the art's cool, it will, it will make me want to read it more, um, but I'm, I try to, like, kind of look past that because, um, I know I couldn't do that. I can't draw, so it's, like, I have respect for you for, like, drawing something like a complete book and putting it out there it's really cool but um I don't know if but yeah um basically if I have like if someone's asking me for recommendations I feel like I could give graphic novel or comic book recommendations the best just based on um the stuff I own and my sort of knowledge of the whole genre but um and I could I could find something that I think you would like pretty well based on like art style and genre and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. But yeah, that's kind of overall. I'm sorry I talked for so long, but yeah.
4: I don't really like compare fan to novels just because they're so different. But basically what I look for in fan fiction is just that it follows a similar writing type to the author. And like, it's nothing too crazy that would go against what the author wanted for the series.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I definitely feel like I want to read fan fiction so that I could even answer this question and like with fan fiction in mind. But one thing that I wanted to ask you guys and hear your thoughts on with fan fiction in specifically with fan fiction is just kind of, I don't know, like, why do you think, I feel like sometimes fan fiction can get like a bad rep or something because it's like, some people think maybe it's not like as original because they're just kind of taking the same characters or just kind of following what the original writer was doing. Um, or I don't know. I just feel like there's kind of that vibe around it. That's just not seen as much of quality as, like a regular novel from the original author and so I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts specifically if you have anyone any thoughts on that if you read it um about that and how I don't know why you think it gets a bad rep and if you think that's even fair for it for it to
5: get that bad rep um so I mean I have not read a ton of fan fiction so I'm not super qualified to answer this question but I mean yes it is true that I have read some bad fan fiction in my day where I'm like oh this is interesting and every single word is just cheesy dialogue from a rom-com and these characters aren't even doing realistic things but then also I've read fan fiction where I'm like this is a lot of dedication here and you know this book very well much better than I ever will and I feel like it takes a lot of work to write good fan fiction and it's it's definitely a skill because emulating another author's voice while still being like original and your take on it is hard and I don't know I feel like um I feel like maybe it's getting a little bit more respect because um just based on like we're in a time period where you know there's like social media and everything and people are collaborating more so it's more normal for people to like collaborate on projects with books and like co-write and rely on fans more and give more appreciation to fan art so I feel like it's changed a little bit and I like that because I mean there can be some really good fan fiction and I remember maybe my first um, like interaction with this would be reading Nancy Drew spinoffs when I was little before I was old enough to like really read the originals like when I was really really little and so I couldn't handle like actual full books so I would read like the little spinoffs that were written for eight-year-olds and things like that and I just feel like that takes a lot of talent um to be able to do that realistically and in a way that's still true to the original characters so I I have a lot of respect for good fan fiction writers
2: you just like unlocked a memory that I forgot I had (laughs) Because I used to read, like, the, I, the like, Nancy Drew off novels that, like, where they were going at the Olympics and solving X, Y, Z, or, like, the, the graphic novels or whatever. I totally forgot I did that. But um, I think fan fiction probably gets a bad rep because of the, like, I guess the louder voices that are, like grammatically incorrect and stuff like I don't know I feel like some of the most popular like fan fictions are like the bad ones I guess where there's a lot of effort put into it but objectively it's not that great but also I mean I do this myself where I think that it's like lesser than novels or whatever but I also am aware that like people put a lot of time and effort into writing something that they hope gets any sort of recognition um but it's probably just like the the more popular fan fictions or like the the 13 year old fangirls or whatever
1: yeah like um uh I think that um it might be in part because of, like, a very big, um, I guess, spectrum of writing, like, um, I think, like, what Taylor was saying, I've read some, um, uh, fan fiction that was, like, yeah, I definitely don't like this, I don't, like, I can't, like, envision it connecting to the actual characters they were trying to use, um, and then there are others that I'll read once, and I'll go, wow, like, I can actually see, like, the characters and the environment of the story of the original story and their kind of spin on it fitting in um and those are the ones that I'll like reread once or twice or three times because they're just so good um but yeah I would say maybe just like the differences in writing like sometimes I have to find I have to dig a little deeper um to find like really good well-written stories um But, yeah, I do appreciate the effort that uh, because I could never some I I think I saw one that was like had been going on for like six years or something had like hundreds of thousands of words. I was like, how do people like keep going, like religiously updating once a week? And I I don't think I could do it. So I definitely have respect for it. But but, yeah, maybe it's just like the big wide spectrum, all the differences um, in writing styles.
3: Yeah, yeah like I said during the last question and Caitlin just said it is a spectrum and I feel like people do focus on like the biggest things and sometimes those are not good but again I as I said before I do have respect because of like they're just like pounding it out and they're writing so much and it's kind of insane but again some of it is not that good and the example so I don't really read fan fiction but the example of it that comes to my head first is that like one direction self-insert fan fiction that made became like a five book series and now there's like movies about it and it's like I respect it but why <laughs> and it's like insane. <laughs> um I don't yeah I just like have learned about it and I was like interesting like Good for you for writing like five books and you're getting like movie deals about them, but it's like, uh, and apparently, like, it's not the books aren't even that good, and still, it's just like insane. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just really haven't been able to like wrap my head around fan fiction for like reasons I mentioned before I don't know something about it I just can't get into it but I think it's because of all of the things I've heard about it and just like have heard about it not being good that I just don't want to like subject myself to that even though I know that there is like very good fan fiction it's just not my cup of tea but like I respect it even though I don't understand it and it's kind of like okay (laughs) but yeah
4: I think the main reason it gets a lot of bad rap is just like anybody can make fan fiction even if they're like not good writers or not very serious about it but to publish a book you have to go through like the editor the publisher and all that and it takes a lot more skill and people could read a fan fiction written by a very bad author and say oh fan fiction is just like amateur's writing and
5: they think all of it's like that and don't really like it. I agree. I know I already talked. I just, I thought of something else that everyone who just talked kind of reminded me of. So kind of two, two things. So, um, the, when Honora was just talking about people who, um, like get movie deals and stuff. Yes, I agree. This gets on my nerves quite a bit. Um, because I have tried to watch several movies that, um, I then looked up that were horrible and then I looked up later and realized they were based off of like a fan fiction written on Wattpad like five years ago and I just oh, I, um, I struggle with that one so the struggle is real but um, <laughs> I actually um, I forgot who said this but someone was talking about like the 13 year old fangirl kind of thing um, and it reminded me of something my a friend from writing camp this summer was talking about that I thought was really interesting was that we tend to kind of undervalue the books that teenage girls are really into. So anything like that, like uh, we were talking about twilight for that specific thing, you know, it's written off because it's like, Oh, it's just like teenage romance and all of these teenage girls are just really into it. And it's just immature and childish and whatever. And I think that's kind of, I think that might be part of a little bit where the reputation for fan fiction comes from is undervaluing um, kids and like young adults um, understanding of books, especially girls. So I don't know. I don't know if that applies, but I kind of felt that that sort of reminded me of that a little bit.
0: Yes. Yeah. That is an interesting point. Yeah. There's like so much to this because it's like, you've kind of got that more accessibility of like who can be kind of considered a writer like Drew was saying with the publishers when you're publishing like a full-fledged novel you have to go through like so many hoops before you can like get it to people for like a lot of people to read it but I guess with fan fiction like if you're just publishing it on like Wattpad or I don't really know how those things work like how you publish that on that but I definitely feel like it's a lot more like accessible. Like more people who are just, you know, average people just kind of writing something can can get it out there, which is interesting. I guess you do have like more just kind of average writing and basic writing with that, but then it is kind of nice you get more people being able to share their writing, you know, without having to like dedicate themselves to like getting an agent or like self-publishing it or or just you know doing so much more work to it, but. That is also an interesting point, Taylor, with the undervaluing, like, young people's, like, what they are kind of obsessed with or or, or enjoying, because, yeah, I can definitely see that I'm someone who just, like, enjoys, like, cheap little, like, fluffy romances and things, which are definitely kind of part of that category of, like, things that kind of are, are seen as lesser than, because they're not, like, a classic, like, really, like, I don't know, well-known, great piece of like literature, um, and so it's yeah, that's interesting. I guess I always just think of them as different. Um, just kind of when I'm reviewing, I guess going back to that question, I just think of it just kind of as different, different levels of enjoyment. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I don't know where my mind's going with this, but there's just so much to unpack here with with just kind of fan fiction and I don't know. I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I don't know. (laughs) You guys, my brain is fried. So I guess we can move on to our next question, but that is a different, and also with like the originality, I was thinking when you guys were talking with fan fiction, because at first I thought of fan fiction, I was like, you know, it's not as good as a novel because they're just taking something someone's already written and just kind of leeching off of that and not like coming up with their own ideas but then there is also the whole idea of like them expanding that and the creativity that goes into seeing like a bigger picture of something and it does help I guess the original author out because they're like writing more and like getting more people into that book and like having more discussions on it and just kind of enjoying it and seeing it from different perspectives so I guess there there are good good parts of fan fiction and bad parts but it is a very interesting thing and I definitely want to read more of it okay so for our last question to wrap us off wrap wrap us up I just wanted to hear what your favorite type of writing, whether that's fan fiction or audiobooks or essays, what your favorite type of writing besides like a basic novel, or if it is a basic, not basic, but just a regular novel, um, that's good too. And like, what's a recommendation of something that you really like that goes with that, with that type of writing?
1: Uh, oh gosh, I think out of everything, I would have to go with like, um, comic books, I think, graphic novels, <laughs> Nora's smiling. <laughs> um, uh, and I do have Nora to thank for a good portion of the ones that I have gotten to read. But um, when I was little, I used to go into um, my elementary school or our library downstairs, um, and I would just sit there at the, um, the graphic novel section. And I think when I was like seven or eight, it was pretty much solidly curious George Like that was basically all I would just sit there and read um, because of like all the pictures and things like that. And then I slowly started to get into um, like more original um, graphic novels, um, like classic ones that um, uh, like my parents had read when they were young. And then when I got into high school, I got to start branching out and read more um, different kinds of graphic novels. For my favorite, the one that I would recommend, I think I have to go with um the uh Czech Please series. So good, so cute. I loved every part of it. I actually got into hockey um maybe two years ago. I started really liking hockey. Um, so not only that, uh, since that's part of the uh a big part of the story. Um, but also just all the characters are just the best and I love them so much. So I would have to recommend that whole series. So, so cute.
3: I absolutely adore that series too. Um, Yeah. When she said that, I don't, I don't know. Well, for podcast listeners, you couldn't see me, but I was like, yeah. Um, But yeah. And I'm sure, based on everything else that's happened in this episode so far, it will be no surprise that like my favorite sort of secondary thing from traditional novels is graphic novels and comic books, because a lot of time, especially with, I don't know, like Marvel and DC and stuff, I can kind of just like turn my brain off and be like, Oh, shapes and colors. Let's go. Just like if I'm stressed, but, um, and also with graphic novels and stuff, there's like just as complex storylines and, stuff that happens in them as like uh another YA novel um but yeah um I really love well my tab pick for this week was Squad which I mentioned um which I got an ARC for and the writing and the art pair so beautifully together it's like amazing and I thought I would not like it at all but it it was great I would recommend anything by Tilly Walden who writes and illustrates and she's just so talented it's insane and there's these awards called the Eisner Awards which are for graphic novels and she's the youngest woman to ever win and it's I don't know she's just really really talented um I think her most popular one is On a Sunbeam which I highly recommend and then um Any of, like, the things Mariko Tamaki has done are really, really good. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with graphic novels, you can also um, kind of get, like, a different side of YA almost. Like, a lot of the stories uh, or, like, the themes will be similar. But you kind of, I've just had, like, a different experience sort of seeing the events unfold rather than just reading them. And I think that's really cool um but yeah I I have lots of opinions on things so I won't I won't I won't take up that much time but um but yeah, I feel like definitely graphic novels and comics, just because there's such a wide array of stories that you can read. And um kind of like what Caitlin was saying, before I could read words, I would just like go to the library when I was a little kid and I would just like look at the pictures and stuff, and I would make up my own stories for what was happening with the pictures. So I thought that's just kind of a thing. It's carried out, even though I can read now, obviously. But um, even when I couldn't, I was just um like invested and um it's also kind of where I first started coming up with stories and you know so you know it's fun yeah
2: (laughs) I would say that my favorite is definitely comics and graphic novels even though I don't read them as much as like I would want to I guess but I my favorites of that is probably anything Marvel I am a huge Marvel fan Um, and the art style for Marvel comics is so just like classic comic and I really enjoy it. And then for like graphic novel side, I don't know if this really counts, but A Monster Calls, the illustrated version, like not the novel version, but like the illustrated is really, (laughs) it's really like stunning. And it's not, like, a traditional graphic novel with, like, speech bubbles or anything. It's more of, like, a story that has pictures to go along with it. And I've been meaning to, like, buy myself a copy of it. Because I've read it, but I, like, got it from my school's library. And so I have the, like, novel version. But it's just not the same. And it's a really sad story, if you've ever read it. Like, it's quite sad. It's about a boy who gets visited by a monster who is kind of, like, I guess the most similar, like, character that I can think of is kind of, like, Groot. The monster's kind of, like, a tree, sort of, like, very nature. And the kid gets visited by it, and it helps him deal with his mother, who has cancer. Um, and it's very sad. But it's very lovely and I really enjoy it. And then an author who I want to get into, who I know does a lot of graphic novels, is Alice Oseman, because she has her whole like Heartless series um, and then like a ton of tie ins with that. <laughs> and she's like, I read Heartless in like a night. Um, and so I want to like keep on reading more of hers. So yeah, or is it is it Heartless? Is that what it's called? Okay. I got some nods.
5: So yeah. Um. So I think I already talked a lot about audiobooks, so I'm not gonna do that again. Um. So instead, I'll talk about sort of like the I don't know what to call these, but like the the um like modern retellings of old stories. Um. So, I. One of my favorites was the spin-off of Sherlock Holmes that was written by Brittany Cavallaro um, called the Charlotte Holmes series. I highly suggest this series. It's um, written about this girl named Charlotte Holmes who's like the descendant of Sherlock Holmes and um, her friend Jamie Watson who's the descendant of John Watson and so then they pair up and um, solve mysteries and it's, it's cool she ties in all of these different aspects of the old stories and it's it's funny and then there are like dark parts and it's set in boarding school so I really liked that um but then there and also I've read a lot of different fairy tale adaptations I'm a big fan of those but um for some suggestions that are also suggestions for me um I've been meaning to read Legendborn forever and ever and ever um and I know that's sort of like a an Arthur the Knights of the Round Table kind of thingy so I definitely suggest that I haven't read it yet but you know I've never heard anyone say it was bad so that seems encouraging um and then I another one I'm really excited about is called Never Look Back and it's a retelling of the story of Orpheus which was like a Greek um a Greek tale um now I'm trying to remember Orpheus. I should know this. Oh, I think it was the one where it's like he goes to um, retrieve, like he goes to get back his lover from uh, the underworld. And then, um, oh yeah, that's that makes, the title make sense because the point is that he can never look back. Like he he can take her home as long as he never turns around and looks back, but then he does because he's too curious and then they're both lost forever. So I'd be interested. I don't really know what this adaptation is about, but that seems cool. Um. And another one that I did read that I really, really suggest is called The Turn of the Key that was based off of The Turn of the Screw, which is, like, a psychological thriller written in, like, the 1800s, um, and this one is really cool. It's set, um, it's, like, with this nanny, just, like, in the original who comes to this house, but it's a little bit different, um, uh, than the original, but there's creepy kids and, um, creepy house and it's fun and I thought it was interesting though it stayed pretty true to the original but then like kind of veered off at the end so that was cool um so yeah that's kind of my recommendations yes I would say that
0: my favorite type of like non-traditional writing that's not a novel would probably just be essays because I love reading a good essay that I find just like on New York Times or like the Atlantic or something. I don't know. I just love just random. The more random, the better for me. One time I read this essay about like semicolons and like the significance of like that punctuation mark. And that was like one of my favorite essays I've ever written. read. I I don't know. It was just so good. And I love just such random things. I read just kind of whatever I find But one that I really, really liked, and I feel like goes well with this podcast, if you like this podcast, it kind of talks about reading and writing and stuff, is by Celeste Ng. Of course, I have to give a recommendation by Celeste Ng to end out my last episode, because she is just, I love her. She's a great author. And it is called Stranger Than Fact, Why We Need Fiction in a World of Memoirs. And she basically talks about the difference between nonfiction and fiction and how with nonfiction the author is just telling people you know stuff that is true and you know the the reader goes into it knowing that what they're saying is true or most likely true and then with fiction, it's just different because the author is saying, this is like a lie, none of this is real, but by the end of it, you're going to feel like it's real and you're going to feel for these characters just as much as if they were real people. And just kind of that art of like illusion, but then also the reader knows it's not like a real story. It's just, I don't know, she just makes it sound so beautiful and just, she's a great writer. I love listening, and I loved the essay and I don't know. I just love essays. I definitely want to read more. I I haven't read one in a while, but another suggestion I have, this is for audiobooks. I have not read or listened to an audiobook in so long. I used to listen to them all the time when I was like younger, maybe in like elementary or middle school. It's been such a long time, but one that I really liked when I was younger was called Ginger Pie, and I think it's by Eleanor Estes. I could be wrong on that, but it's just this story about this, these kids and they had, like, lose a dog or something. And it's, like, a mystery. And I just loved listening to it. I definitely like the audiobook uh, narrator. I don't know. It just brings me back. So that is a very cute one if you want to listen to something very, very fun and enjoyable. But that's all that
4: I have for recommendations. Was there anyone else who wanted to share one? Did everyone go? My favorite podcast or not podcast podcast. Uh, audiobooks, just because of the flexibility you have with them like you can listen to them on car rides you can listen to them while doing your homework and you don't really have to like be holding a book in your hand and like focusing super hard on it and one recommendation I have I don't think it's come out yet but the Gollum from Lord of the Rings his voice actor is going to be narrating the Lord of the Rings and it's really weird but I like really love his voice So I'm like super excited for that to come out. Okay, before we finish off this
0: episode, I know Taylor had something to announce and discuss. So I will let you take that away, Taylor.
5: Okay, so I'm going to admit this was like sort of a setup to a little bit of a lie. Um, Meaning in that this is not actually something T told me to do is something we all thought of doing. Um, because it's your last episode, we just wanted to take a minute to go around and say some nice things about what your leadership has meant, and now you're laughing. Um, and I think I remembered to add everyone here on the chain. If you did not get added on the chain that was planning this thing, I am so sorry. Um, feel free to jump in if you want to, but I think I'll go first. And I just, I don't know, Elise, like, I just really appreciate how welcoming you have been to all of us here and like when I first came on the podcast I was all nervous and it was during COVID and I was like "Oh, all these scary people who are who read books and and then you were just like oh come on the podcast and you were so welcoming and you've been so good about like listening to all of our ideas and just making everyone feel super great and you've been just such a fun host and you're just really fun to talk about books with and we will all miss you um and I can pass it off to whoever else wants to say anything
3: um okay I guess I'll go um but yeah I just wanted to thank you so much for your leadership and just like pretty much literally building this from the ground up and kind of giving making it something that Taylor and I can hopefully you know continue on with the same kind of like enthusiasm and just like awesomeness for lack of a better word that it has been because I have had so much fun and I remember um being really really scared when I first emailed you because I was like I know an author would you like to interview her for the podcast and you were like yes I would love that and that was the first time I met you and it was just the two of us doing the interview and I was like wow she's so nice I would love to just like be a part of this as like a full-time member and now it's like I'm gonna be one of the people taking over from you which is insane to think about um yeah I don't know I've just loved getting to know you and um I hope that I can do even at like half a as job as you have done um and that we I won't embarrass (laughs) like an embarrassment of your legacy here at the podcast um I don't know. You're amazing. And I know that you're going to do wonderful things.
0: Thank you so much. Oh my word. You guys are going to make me cry. This
2: is great.
3: <laughs>
2: um, I can go real quick. Uh, thanks for starting this. Because I remember when you started this, that's how long I've been here. Um, and I remember hearing about it. I was like, that's really cool. And then we did it. And you've been so great. And... I don't know, you've just been really great as a leader, and your topics are great, your questions are great, and you let everyone
4: talk, and it's really cool,
2: and I appreciate you. So thanks.
4: I'll go. I remember when I first joined the podcast and Tab, it was only like eight or nine months ago now, but I was so nervous because I was A, one of the youngest people here, and one of the only boys and i just remember like you were so kind supportive of me and like gave me a chance to talk and everything and made me fit in
1: yeah oh my god i'm i i was so i actually honora uh can testify this i almost said no to joining the podcast cuz i was so afraid cuz i am a terrible public speaker i'm just kind of a mess when it comes to these things um and from the first day i hopped on you were always so kind and always so helpful and um every time I logged on you were there with a smile and greeting everyone um and not only are you an amazing leader but also an amazing person and I'm so glad that um that I could meet all you guys and that I got to meet you um even if we've never gotten to see each other in person for the last two months so thank you so much I've had such a blast with you thank you (laughs)
0: Thank you. Oh my word, guys. This is so sweet. That's going to make me cry. Oh my word. I have just loved doing the podcast so much. I remember when I first started it and when I first got the idea and I told whoever was the leader then, because the leaders have changed like four times since I've been a part of TAB since like the beginning of high school. And like, I don't know, I was like, I hope this is going to turn into something because I didn't know if like people would even be interested. And then I remember Caroline was like, one of the first people we did our first episode at that Starbucks and the wind was like blowing crazy. And it was like a terrible situation because we had nowhere to record. And then now we've gotten to do it over COVID and that has just been so nice. Oh my word. And you guys are just the sweetest people ever. It's been so nice being able to like get to know you guys and like talk about books and just like have this every week, like with COVID and all the craziness and just in general, it's been so nice. Oh, my word. I love you guys. Thank you so much. This was so sweet. A great surprise. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. And so I guess we'll end the episode there for those still listening. Thank you for listening to our gushy um, conversation. This was so sweet. I'll be so sad to leave the podcast, but I will definitely be your biggest supporter and listener. And I'll listen to all the episodes. And I will tell everyone I meet at college to listen to On the Shelf if I like books or if I don't like books, just to still listen to it because it's amazing. And you guys are amazing. So with that, we will let you guys listening go. And thank you so much for joining us for another episode and just for supporting On the Shelf. We are so excited to have Taylor and Tenora as the new hosts. They're going to be so incredible. And I'm just so excited to see what's in store for it. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: For more Teen Advisory Board, On the Shelf, or Anything and Everything books, visit us at our Instagram and Twitter at qrbteen. And for more books to add to your shelves, stop by Quailridge Books in Raleigh or check out www.quailridgebooks.com.